Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate that. I uh, recently was talking to Uncle Mundo about coffee, and he claimed to have found the best cup of coffee, the best coffee out there. He's a, uh, a big Jerry Seinfeld fan, and Seinfeld now has that show on uh, Netflix, I think it is, yeah, where it's comedians in cars getting coffee, something like that. And I haven't seen the episode yet, but apparently he talks about his favorite coffee and how it is the best in the world. And when I first heard Mundo say this, I was like, okay, I don't know if I believe you. (laughs) First of all, I don't know if I want to believe you because I don't know if I want to have found the best cup of coffee yet, you know, because then like the search is over. You know, it's more about like the pursuit than actually getting there, right? (laughs) But I went ahead and uh, ordered some on Amazon and it's called Lavazza, L-A-V capital A-Z-Z-A. And this is from Torino, Italy. Uh, The company's been around for like 120 years or so. So they gotta be doing something right. And the one that I picked up is called Intenso, which I can only guess is means intense in Italian. And uh, it definitely lives up to that name because this is some dark coffee. I mean, uh, if you don't like dark coffee, I'm sure they have a blend for you, but this one is probably not it. Uh, I typically don't get it this dark, but I do like it. It's a it's a great cup of coffee. Um, it, I've only had two cups. This is only my second day in. And sometimes I have to drink coffee like a little while, uh, like a week or so before I can really form an opinion on it. Like it has to really, you know, I have to give it a, a good test drive for a while. But this one, what do they say about it? They, they have a pretty good description here. So they describe it as a bold coffee that features a balance of smoky and caramelized flavors. The dark roasting process enhances strength and body, producing a lingering finish with chocolatey notes. I'd have to say that is, uh, that's pretty spot on in terms of uh, you know what, what the taste gives you here. And I'm noticing on the back, they have, you know, a several different blends. And the Intenso is uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 as far as intensity scale. And it's at number 9. Uh, I, would, I would definitely be afraid of whatever they call number 10. Uh, <laughs> this coffee is, you know, pretty strong. I, I say strong, but really I think what I mean is just dark. People uh, often associate strong coffee with dark coffee. And from what I know, um, lighter coffees actually have more caffeine, which would indicate a strong cup of coffee to me. But uh, Kim tells me I'm being a coffee snob when I say that. (laughs) Maybe I just like to say it to uh, talk about how much I know about coffee. I'm one of those uh, jerks now. But (laughs) no, this is definitely one I'm going to go back to. I may try some of these uh, other blends uh, and not the Intenso next time around but this is a damn good cup of coffee 
I highly recommend it. Couldn't find it in the store, but um, you can order it on Amazon or online. La Vaza. Thank you, Uncle Mundo, for the recommendation. I appreciate that. So this week I wanted to dive into a subject that that I really like, uh, that I used to be really guilty of, and it's about keeping score. It's okay to keep score with coffee, but not with people. (laughs) Um, I used to do that so badly, uh, so much. Uh, I used to keep score with everybody, with my friends or people I worked with, um, my spouse, you name it. I kept score all the time. You know, who called who last, uh, who shows up late at work, uh, who did the dishes last night. And I finally realized that nobody cares about the scorecard in my brain. I, I don't win any prizes. Uh, no one gives me a trophy for getting lots of points. If anything, it just uh creates unhappiness. And we, we really can't even trust ourselves. Uh, one study found that 75% of people overestimate their role in a relationship. Um, I did a whole episode about how biased we are when it comes to ourselves. Episode 56, it's uh, called I Can't Trust Myself. Uh, I think they call that a companion episode. So if, <laughs> if you want to do, do a little bit of deeper dive on that part of it. Um, my favorite psychiatrist, psychiatrist, yeah, he's a psychiatrist, Carl Jung. He had this to say about the situation. He said, an inflated consciousness is always egocentric and conscious of nothing but its own existence. It's incapable of learning from the past, uh, of understanding contemporary events, and incapable of drawing right conclusions about the future. It's a little harsh there, Carl, but uh, I, I think you're right. You know, when I'm honest with myself and I look back at past relationships, I know that I have been guilty of this, that I've overinflated my role in the relationship, and I just didn't see how things were really unfolding. And we're not, we're not even aware of it. I mean, it's not to beat ourselves up here. Um, but this is why we have to train ourselves to stop feeding the ego by keeping score. Um, I hear the term emotional intelligence associated with things like this. And I really, and it really is a skill you know, not, not too many people are just born with that emotional intelligence. At least I wasn't. I had to really develop it. Um, because we've been hardwired since our hunter-gatherer days in the tribes because you're standing in the tribe basically, you know, determined your worth. And in some cases could mean life or death. So, you know, we've been conditioned over vast amounts of time to inflate our importance and to diminish the same in other people. I kept score a lot because I didn't have confidence. I mean, keeping score is something you do to prove a point. And if you're confident and you believe in your ability, then there's really nothing to prove. Um, 
that's what I see from confident people anyway. They don't really, they don't have to get that validation of, oh, you did so great because they just know they did great. So the role is just to play our part. You know, it's really none of my business how others behave. It, it's actually none of my business what other people think of me. <laughs> and the more that I care about that, then the less confidence I have. And, you know, if you feel like your spouse or your partner is doing less for your relationship, I'm not saying stay in a bad situation, but just speak up about it. Um, if you're in an unequal relationship, you know, the way I look at it, you have two options. You can try to change it or you can get out. And in the past, I've been bad about expressing myself and setting boundaries. I was conditioned to be a people pleaser. And so even if something bothered me, I wouldn't say anything until I was just raging mad about it. And then I would just lose it on somebody because it's been bottled up for so long. And I've been trying to just, you know, be the people pleaser and not upset anyone or not know how to express myself in a rational way that it would just blow up like a, you know, like a bomb. Learning to set boundaries is a part of that emotional intelligence. You know, if there's something I don't like or that I want changed, now I just speak up. And it sounds so simple, but a lot of people don't do this. Um, they just will just suffer in silence. But it, it made a huge difference in my mental state. You know, now I, I let go of things like, uh, this isn't fair. And I stop thinking in concepts of fair entirely because it's completely meaningless if you think about it. It has no real useful function. I worked on this team a few years ago where we sort of shared work. You didn't have just your um, set of duties to accomplish that day. We had this sort of pool of responsibilities where when someone didn't do what they were supposed to do, it fell to somebody else. And that person might already be up to their ears in their own work or their own duties. So I fell into this obsession of, you know, this isn't fair. I'm working harder than this person. And it drove me crazy. <laughs> um, I would get so upset with, with certain people for not doing what I deemed as the work they should be doing or not working as hard as I thought they should be. They weren't showing up on time, so I couldn't take a break or something like that. And it was so strange because when I stopped keeping score and I just decided I'm going to do the best I can today and it doesn't matter if it's my work or someone else's work, I'm just going to do what I can do. I'm going to be the best version of me and just work hard. I'm not going to stress out over it. I'm going to get as much work as I can get done in these eight hours or nine hours or whatever. And then I'm going to go home and forget about it. And when I embraced this, within three months, I got promoted. It was like out of nowhere. Uh, I had been in that position for over three years. And to be honest, I didn't know where I was going to go next in the company. I just didn't really feel like there was an avenue 
for my career path anymore. But when I let go of that anger and keeping score, it was like the universe just said to me, you've learned your lesson. Here you go. You can move on to the next level. And I got this job that I really love and can't even believe that I get to do this job now. It's, uh, it was so crazy. And I don't think that everything happens for a reason. I actually think that everything happens on purpose. Uh, this perception of a physical existence we're in is a simulation for our true spiritual nature. And when I accepted this concept, life just became lighter. And anytime I start to take it too seriously, the simulation gives me more difficult levels so I can remember all the things that I forgot when I manifested here on earth. And that is we are eternal spiritual beings having a human temporary experience. And all that matters is that we follow our passion and we be kind to one another. It sounds so simple. I mean, I think it is. It, my ego just makes life complicated from time to time. And anytime it starts to get complicated, I just have to remember, oh yeah, it, it's my ego doing that. None of this really matters. I just need to be nice and do what I love. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Check the show notes. I've got some links. Uh, YouTube channel started up. Not a lot of content there, but I, uh, it's like my sandbox for the podcast, so I'm enjoying it. And uh, so far, talking about my journey of uh, training for the marathon coming up in January. Uh, I've also got a playlist for you for your listening pleasure. And as always, you can find me at thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. Really hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.